Oh. <laughs> I know how the internet works. Internet boyfriends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Internet Boyfriends. I am Joey, and with me, as always, is the Bialystock to my bloom, Ryan Kloss. <laughs> oh God. Well, I figure because you, I am the nervous, blanket-holding, uh, sniveling type, and you are the tastemaker, and you're and and now you're married to an older woman. Yeah, so, I am. I am. Yeah, it's been so, a long time since I've seen the producers. It's. I was like, I know this, I know this, and I just googled to see what it was. Like, oh yeah, I was right. I I had heard those names before. Yeah, it, it mostly because yesterday's reference to uh, someone talking about Jews running the media, which is still, again, terrible, oh, totally terrible. Yeah, but that was, was so great. Thing to make jokes about. Yeah, that was yeah. so great. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, actually, before we started, I wanted to tell you a little story. Some late to recording. Not that anyone notices because this is good. <laughs> I mean, like late. It'll still reach your ear holes at the same time. Yeah, exactly. It'll probably reach your ear holes in about a week. Uh, so, because today is my birthday, I figured I'd do like a little. Like, I have a birthday in person. Ish. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and I thought I'd do a little special thing for my birthday. So I was like, "Well, what's better than? Why well, I, I don't I don't know what's better than a shower beer." Personally, I mean that's like the, I, I, I guess, know like, I know something's better than a shower monster. beer. What's that? Two shower beers. Well, I, I did have two. <laughs> I actually did have two shower beers. So. <laughs> I had two shower beers, and so I, I drank the first one. And I don't so. Well, what, what kind I, of beer was it? Let's oh, set the scene. It was whatever. You're naked in the shower. I'm in. Okay, I'm in, naked in the shower. I, I actually five minutes prior to being naked in the shower, I found two. I don't even know what they're called. They're like generic light beer. Sure. Um. Uh. In the back of the fridge, and I was like, "Fuck it, I don't have anything else. I'm not going out because it's a really shitty day out today." So I was like, "All right, fuck it, I'm gonna go uh, take a shower and drink these two beers." So I took them with me, and I drank the one as I'm like, you know, like getting ready for the shower and like you know doing a, doing my hair or whatever it is that I do. Um, doing your hair to get into the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you gotta look good for that shower. I most most I I don't because I don't want to say that most of it was standing there singing classic rock before I got into the shower to sing more classic rock. Well, we're using the the so, bottle as a microphone. No, I hadn't thought about that. Oh, <sighs> man, what a failure! Oh, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Back into the shower with you. Yeah. So so we've been talking about first world problems. I think the height of first world problems is I'm in the shower. And I had actually, because you don't, like, when I go to wash my face, I don't want to get my face washed or, like, water or anything in the beer. So I normally kind of leave the cap a little loose on top of the beer on the shelf in the shower. Because sure. I'm, I'm I, again, first world to have a shelf in the shower for beer. Uh, so <laughs> It's not for so, beer. I'm sure well, there's also shampoo or something on it. Not really, is, no. is really you don't keep anything on that shelf in the shower? I don't keep anything huh. on that shelf in the shower except for beer. <laughs> I'm a monster. So, yeah, I uh, I was like, if you put the little cap loose on top of the beer, well, when I washed my face, I was like, I really, my face wash, I can't even imagine what, like, especially now with carcinogens, all I've been hearing about all week is carcinogens, and I don't want to get that in my beer and drink that. That's well, terrible. how much human DNA is in your beer? <sighs> I don't know. But, but what I do know is I thought I could keep it out of there by tapping the cap. So I tap the cap <laughs> on my wrist. And now I now hammer the cap back on because you, your laughter, you see ahead in the story, which I've hammered the cap back on. So I go to, I go to take a drink of beer and, and of course, uh, the, cat, the cap is now hammered back on uh, and I'm naked in the shower and I was like, well, what do I do? And if it was any other day, 
I would have said like, hey man, this is the height of first world problems. I have now closed my beer in the shower. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Shrug and move on with my day. But no, because today was my birthday and I, I normally don't make a fuss about it, but I was like, no, I'm making a fuss today. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this thing where better self-care and taking care of myself. And treat yourself. Treat, treat myself. And, yeah, I've had three people text me today with treat, treat yourself. And I was like, man, people really know I have a bad self-care routine. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to make everybody happy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out. I'm going to get naked out of the shower. And I'm going to wander around. Well, I, if I think eventually I kind of like, I must like put on underwear. Like, and or a towel at least. I think I think I put on underwear. I think I don't really remember at this point because I just like all it was going through my head was like bottle opener, bottle opener, bottle opener. Sure. So I got went back to my room, got my keys, got a bottle opener. How open. sharp is the edge of the 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 shelf in the in the shower? Because you use the edge of the shower shelf as a opener. Not at all. Okay. It is smooth, very rounded. It's smooth, rounded, and plastic. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So so there you go. That's the height of first world problems: being naked in the shower. Drinking a beer, the 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 pinnacle of opulence, first world opulence. I think the only thing more opulent would be if someone was like, if I had hired someone to like throw glitter or something at me while I was in the shower, or to come in and open your beer. Well, no, because then I wouldn't have the problem. So I still... <laughs> you wouldn't have the problem, but it'd be more opulent. That would just be first world, not first world problems. So, anyways, 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 we're, I'm, this is what happens when I make notes. So. <laughs> You got married. I did get married. You did get married. It is now how many weeks? Uh, two. two weeks ish. Yeah, two. How do you not know this all? Two and a half weeks. It's been a busy couple weeks. That's true. Like it's been it's been a busy few weeks from pre wedding, peri wedding, post wedding. Uh, yeah, like the week before the wedding was busy. The weekend of the wedding was busy. We we hung out. We went to Liverpool House and ate some delicious food. We'll we'll get to that. This is we're gonna do this um, chronologically. Yeah, yeah. And then it was like a week, a couple days of like nothing, and then Mexico for a week. So it's all a bit of a blur. We well, had you had Canadian Thanksgiving though. Or yesterday, you, yesterday I had Canadian Thanksgiving. I thought you had that on actual Thanksgiving. No, 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 no. Brunch. No. Oh, I'll have to get to that. We'll have to chronologically chronologically yeah, sure. with that sure. and i'd like to warn the affiliates we're probably getting along tonight so this is gonna be an extra episode i assume because i know we're gonna meander quite a bit as we go through all this because i'm sure that you're at least somewat interested in what the hell happened where like we disappeared yeah you so, had a whole day where you were unaccounted for and went to the biodome i had a day and a half where i was unaccounted for <laughs> thanks to danny so oh, we'll get danny. to that as as the as the person who showed up dead last i think to to your to your wedding i don't think dead last but definitely of among the last. Danny entered the door before I did. Oh, so. maybe. Were you the last? I don't remember anymore. We'll we'll get to that. We'll yeah, get yeah. to that. So so before the wedding, what was your what was going on? Yeah. Making sure clothes fit, making sure decorations are done, uh, decorating the place in the morning. Your outfit was very nice. Yeah, Brad picked it out yeah. <laughs> with Michelle's veto power. And I was like, whatever, whatever you want, we're done. One store in and out, no problem. Banana Republic I, worked I out well. Know, I didn't know if it was weird to say to Brad because I saw obviously saw Brad at the wedding, yeah. and I didn't know if it was weird to walk over to him and be like, "Hey, congratulations on picking out Ryan's outfit. He looks great." <laughs> Would have been fine. Yeah. Would have been fine. And you and you met Brad before. Yeah, I've met Brad before. He's a good. He's a great dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so, but mostly it was yeah the finishing up of planning and setting up was before the wedding, so it was hectic. How long before did you have to book the? pizzeria oh i don't know it was uh several months before i don't know how much we had to but we did several months before 
I don't know. I don't know shit about planning weddings. Well, I don't really either. <laughs> all I, I was along for the ride more than anything. All I know from this wedding, the main thing that I learned is if someone in Canada gives you pasta, put it in the fridge immediately. D- yeah, apparently. Uh, <laughs> which we didn't. Yeah, it was yeah, that's no, that's yeah! that's slightly post wedding. Um, <laughs> that's not all of Canada. That just happened to be yeah. very nice fresh pasta that needed to be refrigerated. Apparently, I, I ate and, right and most people didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, I ate it right away. That's good. No problem with that. So even but, slightly moldy, it's not the end of the world. So okay, so Thursday before your wedding, do you have any good stories from there? No. Okay, then Friday. Friday was Liverpool House. Well, I'm getting to that. I haven't. I haven't so even Friday, left. Friday, Friday is your trip. I haven't even left. Like Thursday. I said, it's all quite a blur. Okay, well then I'll I'll start with Friday yeah. morning. Was we had to get up bright and early to get to the bus because we decided. I looked at plane tickets, train tickets, bus tickets, and the least amount of time slash like best. I don't want to say best deal because I really wasn't like. I, I no, really, but uh, there there is a that is factored in. Like you could fly and get there in two minutes, like in a relatively amount of short short amount of time. Whoa, but it would be a, it would be so much more expensive. No, and we, yes, it's really about five hours door to door, getting to the airport, going through customs, flying, going through customs again. Secure like all that stuff takes lots of time. You're in the air for an hour, but it's like an extra four plus hours of airport travel stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, actually, but when we looked for tickets because we didn't start planning because I'm me and I'm yeah. With, you, you have with, a passport. I a I, valid I, passport. I'll oh, sorry, valid passport. Yeah, that's correct. I did not have a valid passport at no, no, no. That is not that is technically not true. At that point, I might have had one. It just didn't arrive here yet. Sure. So that was that was the issue. So I had gotten the passport renewed in July, and we planned everything out the end of August, I think. Yeah, and I know it. that by the time we looked, all the flights that were still available were basically propeller planes, and it was a real shit show. Like it was a good door to door. It was like eight hours. And I looked at the bus, and I emailed the bus company. I was like, hey, I don't want to take a bus because I don't really, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like, especially yeah, if they're watching the, tr- the train is the The train is the romantic ideal. Yeah, exactly. I figured with Archer, they'd be like, you know, Canadian terrorists and Ocelot sure. on the train. Like, there'd be stuff going on. It's like, no. So I figured all that out. And actually, the train was about the same amount of time. And possibly longer because sure. they 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 were nice enough to tell me like oh there's probably going to be delays whereas the bus company was like no delays we get there in under seven hours like we will definitely get there very quickly <laughs> yeah we're getting to that so so the morning of we we report to where we're supposed to go and realize we're now standing on the side of the highway because there's no bus station and there's no bus anything it's just basically just a shelter on the side of the highway so I I call up. Like, or actually, no, I didn't call up. There was a person there somewhere. So I went to the person and I said, like, hey, person, bus lady, do you know where the bus picks up from? She goes, oh, it's just on the side of the highway on the other side of the highway. It's like, okay, so we're, that's, that's accurate. She's like, yeah, just stand there. The bus will come up and pick you up. And I didn't, you know, I, I, you know me, I'm fucking nervous. I mean, hence the intro. I'm a very nervous dude. Didn't know what to do. Certainly never taken that bus before. So I just didn't know, like. What are the chances of a bus like actually just stopping and being like, "Hey, you guys going to Canada? Get on!" Well, five buses stop to be like, "Hey, are you going to our destination?" We're like, "No, we're going to Montreal." And they're like, "Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. Whatever. Close the doors. Keep going." Like yeah. they were angry with us. They're like, "Oh, like we stopped for you. You weren't even like you didn't have the decency to hold up a sign or anything." 
uh because i didn't i didn't assume that there was i i don't know i just didn't really plan very much for like this whole like process of dealing with multiple buses and everything else uh and and what made me feel slightly better was that there was a a lady and a gentleman that came out of the basically bushes next to us and and she started talking to tim and i, I kind of got involved because tim would, didn't really want to deal with her and she said this is my brother he's going to Montreal for a wedding. I was like, oh, we're going to Montreal for a wedding too. And I'll point out that I am a racist because this was a Chinese man and his Chinese, and his also sister, obviously, also Chinese. Well, I mean, not necessarily also. She could be really anything as the Fantastic Four movie. Sure, yeah, 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 but we understand. <laughs> yeah, uh, and, Michelle, and Michelle's first question was, how come you didn't assume he was coming to our wedding? I said because he was Chinese and I'm a racist and and that's uh, that's why. So he he handed me. There a was piece. only one Chinese person at our wedding. Two. There was two Chinese people at our wedding. Don't even get me. Don't even get me started on that because I got I got that's another that's another bone to pick when we get to the wedding. <laughs> uh, but but uh, when we were standing there, the guy hands me a piece of paper and the piece of paper says, "I don't speak English. Here's all my information. If I'm arrested or detained, call this number." Basically. I'm like, oh shit! Like those deaf people that solicit you for money. Yeah, but this was like, at least with the the, the deaf people, like I kind of get the feeling that they know what's going on. This guy had no fucking clue sure. what was going on. He had no idea where he was going. He had no idea what he was doing. All he knew was that he his sister pointed at me and was like, "This is the guy who's in charge. Follow him." And he was like, "Okay, cool." And he pointed at me. <laughs> And and now I'm in charge of this guy. And this is like eight thirty in the morning. And I don't know if anyone knows me that well, but I don't I don't do well at eight eight thirty in the morning. So now I'm in charge of this random dude and me and Tim. And the bus shows up about an hour late, which is already off to a good start considering that they said that this bus is and I quote, never late, always on time, sometimes even gets there early. So we get on the bus. Uh, and Tim and I sit there and we're, you know, doing our usual thing because we're now split up between us. Uh, I'm next to a large lady sleeping uh, and drooling all over herself. And Tim is sitting next to uh, kind of a stoic gentleman that did really nothing of note for most of the trip. The ideal and, passenger. Yeah, the ideal passenger. And and then we go to Albany. Uh, and I've never <laughs> been to Albany before. I've been there once. It was an interesting experience. I I know people that have been to albany and i will say or at least I, I know at least one person who lived in albany and i will say that i'm sure albany is a very nice city somewhere yes i but haven't seen bus, it yeah the bus station is a fucking shithole <laughs> and 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 everyone i guess was as surprised as we were to be in albany because we got off the bus and the bus driver goes do you want your bags I said, well, I mean, we're getting back on the bus to go to Canada. This is just a, a stop to get, like, you know, go to the bathroom and grab some stuff or whatever, right? Like, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I was like, okay, then yeah, I guess leave the buses, leave the bus, leave the bags on the bus. I don't, I don't see what the problem is, you know. She's like, okay, cool. And he was all very, it was all very nonchalant. So I assume this is all standard operating procedure. So we get off the bus, and then the bus fucking leaves. <laughs> yeah. So we run out and we're just like, "What the? Our bags are on that bus." And and the lady that was standing there kind of like shrugs, like, "Yeah, I guess, whatever." I'm like, "Thanks, <laughs> thanks, City of Albany. What a welcome." So now we waited there for about a half an hour for the bus to come back, 
And when the bus finally came back and, and they were like, okay, I guess the bus was like gassing up and, and getting, you know, maintenance or whatever. Tim uh, checked with a bunch of people and they basically they were like, yeah, it's just the bus has to go get gas and run, do maintenance on it or whatever or something in the next half an hour. And then we all get back on the bus. This bus okay. is never late, sometimes early. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is now when I'm realizing I've been lied to. Yeah. <laughs> so we we get back on the bus. We go to get back on the bus. And I say to the bus driver, hey, do you mind if I check if my bags are on this bus? Because you the bus left and the bus came back. I don't know what they did to the bus. I just want to know, is my bag on the bus? We're going to Canada. This is going to be quite a trip. I want to know if my, my, sure. my bag's on the bus. And his response was, and I quote, get back on the bus. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm not going to mess with the guy who's driving me to Canada. So I get back on the bus and Tim goes, did you check on the bags? And I go, yeah, no, it didn't work out very well. So now we sit and basically worry for the next, like, or at least I worried for the next, like, three hours of driving through upstate New York, where we took, we went to a combination bus depot pizza place, uh, and pretty much anywhere else that I guess they would radio into the bus and be like, there's a guy who wants to be picked up from his house in the middle of fucking nowhere in upstate New York, go get him. And and basically that's what would happen, is they would just they'd take a detour, and they'd go on on this bus that's never late. They would no, just take never. random ass detours, yeah. And what's funny about this is as much as I can make fun of all this, we still got to the border within a half an hour of scheduled time, mm -hmm. which was pretty amazing considering that, like I said, we went to a combination bus depot slash pizza place. It was <laughs> part bus depot, though. That, it, that is part of what it is, is a bus depot. And, this yeah. and those towns in, in, in what I would call upstate New York, which is north of Albany, <laughs> are interesting. I, I would... It's quite a leap to call them a town. Yes, I, mean, I agree. <laughs> it seems like it's more of a bit of a. It's a gravity well. So those people have accumulated around there. Yeah, and then like organized collection of people. Yes. yes. Yeah, and maybe they elected a mayor. Maybe yep. that's how it becomes a town. I, I really don't know much about incorporation, so possibly that's what happened. Uh, so we get to the border, and now at this point, I believe you have at least sent me a message on Twitter to say like, Hey, what's going on? Yeah. And my response back was like, everything's a okay. Cause I thought everything was basically okay. And, and the whole time I've kept track of my, my, my buddy that was left, uh, <laughs> your charge. Board. Yeah. My charge that was, that was left with to me. Uh, so we all get off the bus and he now is like sticking to my hip with me and Tim. Uh, and I don't really know much about the border because I really don't do a whole lot of border crossings. Mm -hmm. But apparently you're supposed to stick with your group. And now I have a quandary, a, a moral dilemma, which is this guy was left by his sister to me to get across the border and get him across the border safely so he can get to this. I mean, I'm assuming safely or at least in one piece to get across the border to go to uh, this sure. wedding that he's supposed to go to. Do I now say, yes, I'm traveling with this guy and Tim? Or do I say I'm traveling with Tim, don't know who this fucking guy is? Sure. Because as we're getting off the bus, Tim turns to me and goes, you know, we don't know who the fuck this guy is. He was just some random guy that walked out of the bushes and was now like, hi, hi, hello, you know, I'm following you. He could be carrying heroin on him. He could be carrying anything on him. Sure. This guy could be a, a wanted man. We don't know. We know nothing about this guy. I said, don't say that, Tim. I mean, I'd like to think the best of everything. Uh, I'm sure everything's going to be fine, and I'm sure all his paperwork is in order. Um, I, but I don't really know so far as to say, like, to say, yes, I'm traveling with him. Because I, I know that that phrase in particular now might, like, be some trouble. Again, I don't know much about the, sure. the whole 
everything. I don't know. Have you ever like? I'm assuming I've never always... traveled with an anonymous third person. That's the problem. But you've always traveled in cars across the board. That well, I've planned to, but yeah, I've okay. never flown. I've never flown. I've never bussed or trained across the border. I'm gonna have to try train to see if it's any different. But I, I imagine I, it's the same. I imagine it's also the same. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I, I I made an executive decision. Because I'm a monster, and I and I like took the three steps to the dude's like right, and I just kind of distanced myself just slightly, just enough for the person at customs to be like you two, and then that guy, and we split up, and he went to the one guy, and we went to the one lady, and basically the border crossing for us was welcome to Canada, punch passport, yeah, That's <laughs> go right, right ahead. Yeah, they they really they were extremely nice as I've been told of Canadians and everything went fine. And then this guy got taken out of the building into another building. <laughs> Which is always a good sign. Uh the bus driver says get back get, get everybody get back on the bus and now we're presented with another quandary, which is do we go to the bus driver and say, "Hey, they took this guy. Don't leave without him." Or do we say We've got dinner reservations, and we're assholes, so time to roll. Yeah. And we decided to do neither of the two. We we just basically were perched in a way that if the bus started moving or if anything happened, I could say to the guy, like, don't do that. There's still a dude. Uh, luckily, Canadian Customs, being super nice and helpful as they are, came over and said, don't worry about this. The guy will be out in five minutes. And the bus driver said he'll be out in five minutes. We'll leave when he's back. I'm like, sure. Okay. Everything solved for us. Hour and a half later or so, <laughs> uh, which I'm assuming is the Canadian five minutes, or it's maybe the French-Canadian five minutes. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I, I also noticed that there was a, uh, a prevalence of sortie all over the place. Well, you, you were crossing into French Canada. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, maybe that's French-Canadian five minutes is in about an hour and a half or so. He, he gets back on the bus. He's okay, luckily, and we move along. And then I realize I don't have your cell phone number and we don't have access to basically anything. We didn't even have cell phone service for the first hour of like driving from the border. Like we didn't have cell phone service until we basically saw civilization. again. Sure. Which isn't that long from the border into Montreal. Uh, We, there was about half an hour or so until civilization. I'd say it was a bit of traffic. I'd say it was 45 minutes. Well, if you hit traffic, you have civilization. Like, you don't have traffic and non-civilization. Surprise, surprisingly, Canada was able to mix traffic and fucking nothing. <laughs> like, it was, like, I have never seen that amount of nothing since I went to Kansas. Kansas is a terrifying amount of nothing. This was, like, a manageable amount of nothing. So, we got through the nothing, and finally I got in contact with you. Everything started Thank- Thankfully going I had your cell phone. Yeah, thank- thankfully that was the case. Um, I didn't realize that the plan I had bought through my local uh, cell phone company, uh, well, I say local, it's Verizon. Yeah. Uh, everything that I said. This is the small mom and pop cell phone company yeah. called Verizon. Very <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and I guess they allowed me to have data with one of your carriers. And I only got it for like all about five minutes the whole fucking weekend we were there. And and the rest of the time was on, I was on, I guess, TELUS maybe, which didn't allow me really to do roaming data very much. I think sure. at one point we were allowed, I actually might have gotten like all of a megabyte off of them nice. before they shut that shit down. I don't know. It was a real, real shit show. Sure. Um, but you arrived 
uh, like a knight in shining armor to pick us up at the bus station. Uh, because as soon as we walked out of the bus station, the first thing Tim did was walk over to the craziest looking homeless dude he could possibly find and was like, hey, they got crazy homeless people here, too. And you were in like, a good spot for crazy homeless people, too. Yeah. Well, that's like the, the park. There's a park here that's basically crazy homeless person park. Prime location for crazy homeless people. And then, of course, Michelle corrected us, or at least not corrected us, but she, she filled us in by pointing she out. She clarified that we were legitimately crazy homeless people. Yeah, yeah. So that was fun. And and so then we uh, checked into the hotel, and we had the chattiest hotel lady ever. Uh, it was – that's why, like – because you, you, you I think you said to me, like, can you get in and out in, like – 10 minutes sure. I think you gave us a generous 10 minutes uh so i think we were out the door in like 15 sure because check-in was about a solid 10 minutes of her giving us a little bit of like joshing around uh because we didn't know french very clearly didn't know french um and uh and the fact that i used a credit card that was typically not discover card is not a thing apparently in Canada. Oh, yeah, we it's told you rep- we told you repeatedly i not really- to discover <laughs> I realized that once I got there. No, no, some places, uh, the, some places did take Diners Club, which is Discover. Sure. So, but the reason a why few. is because a few, yeah. The reason why is because my bank was just like they don't have any sort of security or anything. Apparently, um, we've learned. I've learned this year dealing with my bank. It's a real, real shit show. Uh, whereas Discover was like, "Hey, are you going to Canada? If so, tell us." And you give us a heads up, we won't shut your card off or anything, and everything's going to be cool. And more importantly, there's no uh, exchange charges or anything. Everything's totally cool. We love you. Please use Discover Card. I love Discover. Whatever possible, which is rarely. Which is rarely. So we got back in the car, and you and Michelle whisked us away away to Liverpool House. Yes. Now, what the fuck is Liverpool House? Uh... People who like food will probably know what Joe Beef is. It's uh, one of Montreal's more famous restaurants uh, for a certain kind of person who likes eating things like uh, an analog of the KFC Double Down, but instead of fried chicken as the bun, it's foie gras. Um, they're, they're large, gluttonous, rich Quebecois food. Sticks to your ribs a bit. It's a little, it's a little heavy. And Liverpool House is their equally good, not entirely sure what's allegedly different between the two, <laughs> but like they're equally good place that is right next door and easy to get a reservation at. So if you're ever in Montreal and can't get a Joe Beef, try Liverpool House instead because it's just as good. Um, they probably even share a kitchen because they're, they're joining. But um, yeah, so we went to Liverpool House and uh, Joey got to have horse, I believe. Well, I'm I'm get I'm getting to that because yes, I've oh to fulfill the dream. Long long time internet boyfriends listeners will know that there are two animals that I particularly hate, and they are geese and horses. And it's a lot easier to eat goose in America than it is to eat horse, though. You yeah. can't eat horse in America; it's outlawed. You yeah, but but, but geese is available. Well, not readily necessarily, but it's available. Yeah, it's available. It's just I, I don't think it's ever something where someone's been like, "Hey, do you want goose meat?" It's a That's Christmas thing. It's Chris, the Christmas goose. I actually I've never had goose in my entire life, but I know that's a thing. Is the Christmas goose? I've had Chinese food on Christmas quite a few times. I've never because you're part had Jewish. Goose. Uh, well, well, I mean, Christmas duck in China. It wouldn't be Christmas goose. No, no, it is. It is duck. Yeah, they have duck. Yeah. Christmas duck. Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. 
duck is not and, a goose. And, and and I I wouldn't say I I guess I could say that I I have close cultural ties to. <laughs> uh, That's a word to describe it or a phrase to describe it. Technically accurate, slightly misleading. I really like Mel Brooks movies, so. <laughs> Uh yeah, so we you had you had told me that we were gonna go to some other place. Yeah, I don't know what he originally planned. Oh, Lawrence was what we originally planned. Um, yes. or at least that's what we called it here. It might actually be called Lawrence, as the person who called me said. I was like, no. oh, really? <laughs> You're going the English pronunciation? This is strange. But uh, anyway, it's just it's spelled Lawrence. It's it is what it is. Uh, well, and, but we're in Quebec, so I just assume it's Lawrence because everything's always French. But yeah, so it's another good like. Quebecois kind of cooking big hunks of meat and stuff delicious delicious food uh, but then we saw there's an app in Montreal called Diner D-I-N-R mm-hmm. which gives you last minute reservations at restaurants all, they're really good restaurants all over Montreal and we saw the Liverpool house came up at a more reasonable hour based on Joey's tardiness and so we like oh, oh we'll, we'll call Laurence and cancel and book Liverpool house and it was all good and no problem because we don't leave anyone hanging, so we always cancel our reservations. Um, and then we went to Liverpool House and got there right on time, pretty much. Uh, 7.30, I think. And sat down, had some cocktails and beers and assorted delicious food. Uh, someone had horse, someone had venison collar, someone had, like... You you guys both had fish. I had a half a rabbit. Like, we had, that's the kind of food we were eating. <laughs> it was delicious. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, Michelle had venison collar. You had the rabbit with bacon, which was... Well, I had the half rabbit and then the rabbit loin wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Uh, Tim had salmon. Because the reason I brought up Lawrence was because when I sent him the menu for that place, his first response back was, so does this place serve food or what? (laughs) (laughs) Which is not to throw my my best New Jersey uh, closest local bro under the bus here. I mean, I've known Tim for quite some time, but Tim and I have had long conversations about why he prefers chicken nuggets to, say, a rotisserie chicken or, or say, fried chicken. Tim really likes it when he knows his food has been um, abstracted, I guess you might say, from... As far from the actual animal as possible and as easy to eat as possible. Yes, yeah, yeah. He he really... How does he feel about always... chicken wings? So actually, that's, that's what I was just gonna say. Something that always bothers him is whenever we go to like a, like a like a sports type party, like a sports event or something. Sure, yeah, we're people wings. always have chicken wings, and and they always have boned bone in chicken wings. Well, that's and, because and, chicken wings have bones. Yeah, if they're, if, if they're boneless, they're not chicken wings. Tim, Tim they're wings with a Y and a Z, and come Tim, in a Delicio yeah. pack or del- whatever it's called in America. Exactly. And Tim Tim is upset about this because if he has to endure sports. He feels that he has to, which is which is really funny because of all the people I know, the most athletic person I know is Tim. But he hates any sort of like spectator or team sure. sport things that are not like say the X Games, uh, or or actually soccer. I think soccer and rugby he kind of and, and tennis he likes, but but anything like football and baseball the two big American sports, and sure. he doesn't want anything to do with those. So he figures the least that people could do is give him bone out. Or wings, as you say, with a Z, uh, Y and a Z, Y and a Z, uh, as you said. Yeah, he he just doesn't doesn't do that. So that that stuff at Lawrence, he really was. There, not... there was a straight up steak. There was, but it was still a steak. It wasn't like a hamburger. 
Yeah, but that, but no, 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 no. He he loves steak. No, no. Sure. And again, like I'm not trying to sell. I'm not trying to like uh, paint a picture of Tim as a low class dude. Like far from it. No, yeah, yeah. Tim enjoys good food. He really does. Sure. But he just doesn't like he, like when you say something like <laughs> it has to be described as such. It has to be described as steak, not like grilled hanger or like with something with like pureed pars. Like it has to be just steak and fries. It, yeah, exactly. And it has to <laughs> just be tell me it's steak. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's steak. Great. Just tell it me called steak. It has to be. It has to be from a cow. It has to be cooked to some like acceptable level, and typically it's served with either a baked potato or French fries. Sure. Like that's typically with Tim. Like Tim. Uh, or onion rings, or onion rings. I mean, he like I said, he would have loved dinner on Saturday. Went to a classic steakhouse, and that, and I'm sure that's something that Tim would have appreciated from a distance. Sure, like he like if you said that to him, he'd be like, yeah, that sounds great. He would have been all for that. But I'm so so fucking glad that we tried something a little bit of as weird, a sure. little bit out of his wheelhouse with Liverpool House because he his first response when he saw the steak or the cheval tartare. <laughs> Was just like like locked eyes on me. He was like, "Fuck you! I'm not eating that." <laughs> but he tried it. He tried it. He did, and he thought it was excellent. Like that was even something that like later on he was like, "Man, that was that was really good." I was like, "Yeah, right." So he he had salmon because that was like Safe. the famous safest, but according to him, was absolutely phenomenal uh, menu menu choice. I had uh, halibut with clams and some sort of corn chowder, which was. Fantastic, because it's been a while since I've had a really, really good piece of fish with every with everything, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And of course, I had a piece of yours and a piece of Michelle's, which really just like everything all together. When I was leaving the restaurant, I felt the most satiated I think I've ever been in my life. And then about an hour after that, I felt like I've never eaten a zoo before, <laughs> and I realized what like humans did not evolve to eat like six different animals in a short amount of like an sure. hour and a half or yeah. two hours or so. Yeah. Um, but no, I was okay. I was okay. It was just one of those things of where I, th- I you think you felt Michelle, very dominant. You felt very like I am at top of the food pyramid right now. I, I, I felt like an alpha male with a belly rumble. Like yep. it was definitely, it was, it was really, um, the food's also very rich. Oh yeah. Very rich. <laughs> good i i i was not fucking around that was hands down the best meal i've ever had and not simply because i could hate eat an animal but (laughs) that was a bonus though but yeah it was a bonus you had to eat raw horse i will say if i could have that every day i absolutely (laughs) hands down would that was unbelievably good i've never had horse before i've never had raw horse before oh so good if you ever get the chance listeners Raw horse. It gives you the strength of what point five horses. Sure. Yeah. So it was good. Yeah. And so you then drove us back to the hotel. We were introduced to the concept of a dep. Yes. Which, which is a corner store. A corner. A convenience store. store. We call them bodegas. Yeah, that is a word for them. Yes. The Spanish word for them. Well, that's because we have Spanish people I know. here and not I know. French people. Because we're correct. Yeah. So. We then realize that there the store is called a couche <laughs> hard. Yep. Which and, which <laughs> translated means sleep late. Why? But yes, tard is in the thing. And for people of a certain mindset or maturity level, 
It's hysterical. To, to, to give you an idea of our material. Especially because it's, it's, it looks like it's couch tired. We, we watched uh, the first season of Review, which... If and I honestly had never even thought of it until Joey came to town. Yes. Because we're monsters. Yes. We watched the first season of Review before we came up. Uh, and and that tainted the whole trip because the first season of review is life altering. Pretty much, yeah. Really, any any viewing of the show is 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 life altering. So throughout the whole oh, weekend, the pancakes. Tim was, yeah, Tim was throwing out a casual. Uh, I like that experience. Three stars. Pretty much the whole weekend. Uh, and then the other thing was the fact that no matter where we went, he would work in some sort of insult uh, about. Kushtard. and and it was great it was it really made me feel like i am a monstrous american tourist because I, I was afraid that i would blend in too well into montreal <laughs> because everyone in montreal is seemingly welcomed yeah pretty much no matter where you go like we, we, it was i mean sh- especially if you speak french but yeah <laughs> but e- but even even not speaking french every place we went to people were so happy to see us with the exception of one place. I'll get, I'll get to that. <laughs> but everywhere we went, we trespassed. We we walked up on grass that we weren't supposed to go across. We we did all sorts of horrible, terrible American tourist things. And people basically greeted us with, Hello, how can I make your day better? And that was so strange. <laughs> because I, I don't... As of this recording, we're currently going through... Uh, nearby where I live... There was a high school. It was a, a a girl that was, I believe, texting on her phone, and and uh, she was like ripped out of her seat and and tossed around by a police officer. I don't know if it was a police yeah, officer. Yeah, it seems like, like excessive force to me, but that just might be me. Well, but this is this is this is the America we live in. Is we're totally used to like I I have I have been to more than one place, more than one experience where I've seen someone walk into a place and then someone walk over and then forcibly remove them from the place in a way that is not easy to describe as gentle. Sure. I've, I've seen multiple people force. I've, I've actually seen uh, in New York, we were in, standing in a hotel lobby and a homeless dude tried to walk into the hotel and like three people went over and like carried the guy out of the hotel. Like that is... That's that's how we welcome people in America. If you don't have money and look a certain way in America, you're gonna have a real bad time. Sure. And and everywhere we went in Canada, it's seemingly no matter how dumb, no matter how confused we were, no matter how non-French we were, it seemed like everyone was super nice and welcoming and and pretty great about it. Which came in handy because Saturday morning, bright and early at eleven o'clock in the morning, <laughs> at the crack of noon. At the crack of noon, we made our way to uh, the Biodome, the Montreal Olympic Center. What is it? The uh, Montreal Village-ish? No, village? like, uh, yeah, but it's like, not really a village. Well, though. no, but the, the, the old Olympic Village where everyone lived was around there, and sort of the area is still sort of called that, I think. You made but yeah, the, the area around the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, we made which includes up- a biodome and botanical gardens and an insectarium, which yeah, and it's it's all very well, and also a tour of the uh, big Olympic pool type area building. There's still a big pool and all sorts of other things for the Olympic huh. Olympics stuff over there. If you say so. Uh, I, yeah, no, I I do say so, and I jumped ahead slightly, which was we had to get up there 
and that means going through the Montreal subway, which you're right, isn't confusing. <laughs> I figured that out <laughs> really quick compared to New York subway. Actually, it was even less confusing. It's conveniently color-coded for people that can't read. Yeah, it was even less confusing than Chicago's, and that's saying something considering that a lot of it was in French. And it was so simple and straightforward. We thought we couldn't get anything wrong until we went into the underground, went to go buy a pass, a weekend pass, as you recommended. And the first thing that happened was as soon as we touched the machine, it just said, it's out of order. Yeah, that sounds about par for the course. And a whole bunch of people behind us were like, oh, the Americans broke the machine. Oh, great. And I was like, well, this is this is it. Someone's everyone's been so nice to us so far. This is the end. Like this is this is where this is this is how it goes. This is this is our death in the underground of Montreal. But then I looked around and realized if I was being chased by a crowd, I would absolutely love to be chased by a crowd in the Montreal City subway. Because the security measures in the Montreal City subway, uh, lax would be the word I would use <laughs> to describe. Non existent might be another one. In there New are York, turnstiles. In New York, I There's have, occasional cops flying around, running around, but not often. More than once, I have had... Well, okay, I'll even go so far as to say I and other friends, even a friend that was there that weekend, have been involved in a situation where we needed to jump a turnstile in New York. And let me tell you, that shit's nerve-wracking. <laughs> like, it is not easy to jump a turnstile in New York. That shit, like, no matter how... They're pretty high. They're pretty high. There's a lot of cops around, and it's something that you absolutely don't want to do. If you ever go vacationing or if you ever visit the city of New York or if you ever live in New York, don't jump a turnstile. Uh, figure out some way to get around yeah. it. Uh, I mean, not not literally. I mean, obviously, that would be jumping. In around. Montreal, I've semi-regularly seen the barrier next to the turnstiles just open. So you just walk through without doing anything. Yeah. And often having no one manning the turnstiles, so it's like, oh, no one's watching me? All right. <laughs> the The area behind the turnstile in New York is pretty much, I would I would describe it as caged in. Yep, that's, that's, I would say that's accurate. The only way to get around is to jump, a t- to jump the turnstile. That's the only way through. Yeah. Whereas in Montreal, Tim and I sat there as we were trying to figure out what to do. We counted at least 18 ways we could get to the subway yeah. and totally and pretty much no one would notice like it would be one of those things where we're just like yeah we could just easily do that and there's there's a tenth as many people in montreal as there are in new york but still... and, and and we're a more polite people yeah that's that's true i, I get the feeling and that... i think new york is gonna bad rap for being rude i think they're generally polite people in new york but I like it's a density problem yes the problem is people. yeah exactly it's always it, it's annoyance of being cramped not rudeness at being rude in general it's just like I'm fed up already. There's yeah. people everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and that's very true. And very much the opposite of that is is Montreal. Because pretty much no matter where we went, we're just like, are there people that live in the city? Like, is this, like, is this are they are they open? Like, are you open for business? Like, we we felt bad. We're like, we woke up late, and or we kind of got a late start. We had an early breakfast, got a late start. And and pretty much everywhere we went, it was like, wow, there's really not a whole lot of people around here until we got to the biodome. And the biodome <laughs> was where everyone was, apparently. Yep, they all took their cars to get there, though. Yeah, that was the other thing, too, is I kind of realized that it was like, wow, Montreal's a drivable city, which is not <laughs> what I'm used to. Hey, um, compared, to, compared to what we're used to? Uh, I've driven in both. And a week, the, your thing is you were there on a weekend afternoon. 
Yeah. Like, you weren't there during rush hour. And no. you weren't going through the made, like, you can't get in and out of my neighborhood without, like, turning into Mad Max these days because there's construction everywhere. Because they're tearing down two major interse- interchanges blocking on either side of my neighborhood. So there's just no way to get in and out for the next five years. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, we did we did try to get in and out of a museum essentially. So yeah. and, and there's a reason that Montreal is the only other place other than Manhattan you cannot turn right on red in North America. Because people be crazy. That's why. Yeah. 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 So the the biodome was nice. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was a great experience with the the one time during the weekend where someone looked at me like I needed help. And not help in a way of like, can I help you with that? But in a help like like, this gentleman needs help with a capital H. Sure. Uh, and it was I he... tried to pay. What's that? Go on. Oh, I tried to pay for lunch. Uh, Tim and I got sandwiches at the biodome because we assumed that it was made up of various animals from the <laughs> biodome, based on our dinner the previous night. And I went to go pay for it, and I, I went to go swipe my card. And number one, they're just like, yeah, no, it's it's chip and pin. you got to put it underneath. So I was like, okay, we have that in America too, which is not very widely adopted. So, okay, cool. Uh, and then she's like, just, you know, like I assume she said, just go and do it. She said everything in French, and I didn't know what the sure. fuck she said. So I assumed you just hit the green button, because green button typically in America, because no surprise americans basically just hit the green button until it goes and hits approved well green button apparently in french means uh you know eject card or something no it's and... the okay button but you did not enter your pin no no so no, you hit okay with entering your pin i imagine on, on that ex- on that particular machine the okay button was actually on the top and it was unmarked what? so or or it was marked in a way that i did not understand possibly because it's not french no, i think you're, i think you're mistaken no, uh, well, I thought I've I... used a lot of chip and pin devices, and the OK button is always the bottom right green button. That's what, and that's what I thought, and that's the way it was basically the rest I'm of the time. I'm telling you, it's because you didn't enter your pin. You're like, oh, I, you, you, went, you skipped that step. It's like, oh, someone's I, trying to fuck with us. I did not have to enter my pin at any machine the entire what? weekend because I am American, <laughs> and Americans don't do that. Yeah, who needs uh, security? Did you have to sign everything then? I am telling you. Yeah, I had to sign everything. Okay. I'm, I, I am telling you, my bank. If if anyone, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into it. I'm not gonna get into it. But yeah, we we had to sign a lot of things. That's basically how it oh, worked. Yeah. We had to sign a lot of things. There was no 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 pin. So that that moment was just hit 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 hit. And the lady came back, and she basically looked at me, looked at the machine, looked at the machine again, then looked at me, and her look of disapproval was. <laughs> Notable? Uh, she, oh, the classic French service. Yeah, it was, like I said, this man needs capital H help. And she kind of took the card forcibly from me, jammed it back in the machine, and then... Audibly sighed. Yeah, audibly sighed, pointed the button, and was like, that one. And I was like, okay. And I just, like, like thanks, ma'am. And then just kept hitting the button and hitting the button and button until it worked. Oh, I bet it was asking you to tip. No, not even that, because, again, we, we did this later. <sighs> and I was actually going to say I highly approve in Canada, everywhere we went, they would say, what kind of tip do you want? And normally in America, you have to add things together, whereas in Canada, because apparently they understand that computers are computational devices, yes. they just say, do you want to put a 15% tip? And I'd say, yeah, sure, apparently that's the norm here, so cool. 
Uh, whereas in America, it's a 20% tip, or at least in the New York area, it's a 20% tip, and you got to figure that shit out with your iPhone. Yeah. Because you have to add it together on the bill because we're fucking Neanderthals. So, yeah, no, no. Everything else, the whole rest of the weekend worked great, except that one moment where that lady was just, just looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And she basically did the whole thing for me um, because I just couldn't figure it out, even though she pointed and was, you know, grunting and, and groaning about the whole thing. Uh, so we got our sandwiches and our um, orangina. I don't know what the hell we were drinking. Uh, it's, a, but... it's, a, it's a beverage available here. Yeah. Uh, did, was it a glass bottle? It no no. It was a can. The, it's it's some other. It was I think it was, it was probably like orange crush or something or Pellegr- or, the, or the San Pellegrino orange one maybe or yeah. Because Tim, Tim's Tim's walk back was like these motherfuckers don't have soda up here. <laughs> of course we do. The the the, the biodome doesn't. The okay. biodome just has all healthy choices. Oh, so it had like that. The, was it the peel off label on top of the can? Yes. Oh yeah yeah. yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So Tim was like, I don't know what the fuck this is, but we're drinking this. Flavored seltzer water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, whatever. So then we went to the biodome. It was very educational. It was like, very cute. Um. No, it's it was nice. Mm-hmm. It was nice. I, I I'm not gonna like demean your. I I I. It's fine. It's it's not something I would encourage people to see, but I wouldn't discourage them from seeing it either. It's I think you know it's, I mean like it's like if you want to go, it's fine. It's, it, you'll get exactly what you imagine, but it's not something I think is a necessary destination when in Montreal. It's it's like you said. It's very much a field trip. Yes, type exactly. Outing. Yeah, and and everything about it was. You know, like I've, I've, you've seen pictures. I've posted pictures. It's, it's. There's animals and all sorts of things. And you've been D- different, so, you know. different uh, uh, ecologies. It, it there's, was... there's still that one very humid room that's sort of the rainforest room. Yes, yeah, yeah where nothing was awake because it was no. very humid and everything was sleeping. <laughs> so also because I think most of the things are uh, nocturnal or sure. crepuscular. So I was probably a sloth just hanging there somewhere. There was there was actually a, a, a sloth sleeping. We saw a maca- there was a, a, an awake macaque that was around, and he was sort of just like, man, whatever, people, I don't give a shit. Uh, the bats were kind of around, and uh, then there was a sloth that was sleeping up in a tree, and you could only see its ass. So everyone would walk by, point at the sloth's ass, and go, hey, look, it's a sloth. And then all their kids would point, and I'm assuming this is what they were saying because it was all in French, but they were a lot of people were pointing at that sloth's ass for like a good six minutes that we were kind of like in that area, and then we kind of moved on. I assumed all day long everyone kept pointing at the sloth uh, and its ass, and so then we we went uh, like I said, nothing nothing really out of the ordinary. And I'm assuming at this time you were running around doing all the wedding preparations because it's like midday on a Saturday, so again it's all a blur. Yeah. I'm waiting it's, for you to chime in about. It. I like, know, oh, but yeah, that's what this, I was doing. This, yeah. like, this is the problem. I don't remember. Like, I, don't, yeah. I I can't remember at all what I did on Saturday. I guess like, what did I do on Saturday? Oh, I got I got a no. I didn't do that. That was on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I you don't. You got a haircut on Sunday, right? I got a shave on Sunday. I got a haircut shave the on. Sunday before. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Smart, Saturday, that's smart thinking. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I don't. Saturday's a blur. Saturday we went for dinner with Michelle's family. Uh, to Moishe's, which is a swanky old school Jewish steak bar or steak steakhouse. Ooh. So the side dishes are like latkes and stuff, um, also fries and baked potato. But they also have latkes and things. Uh, this is assorted fried potato <laughs> in various forms, as you'd imagine. Uh, it was delicious. Uh, it was all good. Uh, my steak was overdone. 
Uh, I'm glad I've, I've never been before because it's expensive as hell, uh, and I don't need to go again. <laughs> but I'm glad I went once. Uh, it it wasn't the best melee that weekend. It was probably, the, I, but it was the worst melee. It was definitely the worst melee that weekend. But it was a pretty like it was still a high bar to hit. Like it was like, <laughs> so yeah, it was still excellent food. Slightly overdone, but still good. It was good. That, that's ex- that's exactly how I felt. Is I couldn't I couldn't even dare to tell you what the worst meal. I think the worst meal I ate was the sandwich that we had at yeah. the at the museum. Was probably the worst oh, meal I ate, and even that was better than most sandwiches I've had ever. Uh, it was it was in the top ten of sandwiches, I think, and it was a cold panini, and it was still really really good. Yeah, I, honestly, uh, I, I don't remember what happened on Saturday. Well, I can I can interject and tell you what should have happened was I really wish that you had stepped out of the woodwork and joined us for the second part of the <laughs> uh, Olympic Park tour, which was we got to go to the planetarium that was there. So the plan- there is a planetarium, a planetarium in the Olympic Park? Okay. When I say planetarium and when Canadians say planetarium, I don't necessarily – I think what they were trying to say by planetarium was it's got a fucking uh, IMAX-type thing in it. Uh, and also that I, – I, I, the projector, that projector that every planetarium the has. The one with two balls in the end? So, yes. But, but yeah, there yeah. was one of those in the Olympic Park. Yes, there was. Okay, because the, there used to be one more downtown – and yeah, there was, yeah. There, yeah, there was talk of moving it, but that building is still there. So I wasn't sure if they'd ever moved or if now there's two. I have no idea. But okay, so you went to the potentially current and only planetary in Montreal, which yeah. is the Olympic Park. And we and we walked in and and I said we got to get to this place at four, I guess four or five o'clock because they have most of the showings are in French. This one was in English, sure. and and it was narrated by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Nice. So you know it's good. So we walk in, and the first sign is pointing to the right, and it says, uh, Theater du Chaos. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? And, and you yes, can even, even you could translate that. Yeah. Chaos Theater. I'm like, you're kidding me. The first place we get to go to is Chaos Theater, and Tim was like, this is promising. This is really promising. If you ever get a chance to go to Theater du Chaos, <laughs> I highly recommend it because – Every time I go to a planetarium in America, because typically it's in New York or New sure. Jersey or whatever, it's always like, you know, there's a bunch of seats. They do a presentation, you know, whatever. It's very, very standard, very, very boiler boilerplate for those types. And, and I love it. I love space. I've yeah. said this about a million times before. I'm, I'm in love with everything to do with space and Neil deGrasse Tyson. We walk in and there's no fucking seats, which, okay, there's beanbag chairs. <laughs> You lay down in a beanbag chair and look up at the projector, like because it's that's I'm kind of amazing. Home. It was one of the greatest moments <laughs> of my life. I I was like I like I really I really got to the point of where I almost like reached over and grabbed Tim's hand because I was like you I need to know that I'm in reality because this is amazing. This is fucking amazing. The only thing better, and this was uh, uh one of your Canadian brethren concurred on the way out of the theater because I was thinking it he said it very loudly the only way it could have been better if I, if I was really really high of course the only way it was better because that, that guy was like we should have if I knew you were going to the planetarium I would have provided uh, things for you so you could have enjoyed yourself even more I'm coming back we're yeah, going yeah. to the sure, fucking no problem. we're going to the fucking planetarium that was, ama- it was amazing and then <laughs> and then you go to presentation then you go to the standard thing after where a very nice 
French lady gave a presentation in English, which was even better because what I didn't realize was, I guess, French is slightly quicker or shorter than English. I know from watching enough anime that Japanese is longer than English. I mean, it's it's different. Like, it could be longer, it could be shorter. But yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it, I mean, it could have I'm different sure, time. Yeah, I'm sure Japanese. It's never it's never the right length. I was thinking French. I was thinking French can be either yeah. one. It's not it's not inherently one or the other. I don't think. Okay. But they they I think they talk faster. It yeah, that's possible because she would make a joke, and then kind of like wait. Like all her timing was off by about five or six seconds. Sure. Like it was a like it was not like a second or two like and then everyone laughs like no it was like a solid like five seconds of like mistiming for every joke for forty five minutes <laughs> and it was the second best experience I've ever had in a planetarium <laughs> because it was talking all about uh, Pluto which then talks all about Americans so I got to hear a French Canadian lady make a b- bunch of jokes about Americans nice. Uh, with really bad timing, and it was so surreal and excellent and so amazing how, like, everything that she talked about somehow had to relate to Americans because it was like the discovery is Pluto, the discovery of Pluto made by Americans, everything that was, you know, done, you know, done with Pluto over that time, basically Americans, uh, radi- you the know, demotion of Pluto done by Americans. Americans. Yeah. Yeah. It's all basically all Americans and, and related to American astronomers. And she still managed to work in like a solid amount of like Canadian stuff. Like, like, Oh yeah, this was that year. This is what happened in Canada. Like we did this and so on and so forth. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cute. I like that. I like that Canada. Like way to, way to like work in some Canadian stuff there. How how the hell did they like have Canadian? Like I'm assuming you had a history class. Yeah. How was it not like? And this is what America was doing, but not enough of that. Let's well, no, because most it. of this most of the history stuff is like colonial history of Quebec in Canada. So like, well, there's lots of stuff going on with the founding of the province and country. But they didn't like. They didn't say like at the same time. No, not at all. Not at all. There's plenty. Oh. Oh, it's just man. not important to you. It, like as little like you do, it doesn't. It didn't affect you in any way. Like it wasn't like it was... through. I'd say eleven. Years oh, the the only time that comes up is when we beat you in the war. When we, yeah, when yeah. we torched the White yeah. House, that comes I up. Actually, I was actually going to say the only time in eleven years of schooling I think it was ever mentioned in any sort of history historical context that Canada even fucking existed was the War of eighteen twelve. But even that, it was like the the Canadians fought the Americans in the War of eighteen twelve, but it was mostly the British doing all the work. Yeah, you know, of course it was. And and the Canadians really don't matter. And that was pretty much the only thing I was told about Canadians until I met you uh, in a historical account, like at least with history. So I know you're rich history, and that matters yeah, my, to me. My, but... my, my long and storied history of couch sitting and movie watching. Well, yeah. But, okay, so <laughs> let me move this on a little bit faster, which is that we, we left the Biodome. It was all fucking awesome. Tim took a picture of a sign that looked like a, uh, a fire truck that was a helicopter which was pretty cool, and uh, I don't know what that means. I have no idea it was in French. So uh, we, I don't think I saw that picture. I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I'm sure I'll post it on the, the thing. So we we then left, and we went to Poutineville, because Tim had never had poutine, had never heard of poutine, had no fucking clue what poutine was, but he was very interested. Well, who wouldn't be? And we didn't know that you'd be serving poutine, because oh, yeah, yeah. that was not... That was a surprise, which we'll get to later. Yeah. But we... We went to Poutineville, and I had your standard poutine with smoked meat, 
because you had told me that that's smoked meat. It's smoked meat town. Yes, it is. The st- although it's not a standard poutine. Standard poutine has no meat in it. But like standard poutine is just the fries, curds, yeah, and gravy. Yeah, yeah. But this, this, I, I felt like it was even more standard or more <laughs> Montreal appropriate to, sure. to get smoked meat on. But yeah. So, so he had his, which was like I think like poutine with uh, basically American style poutine of what was like his cheese. I think he went with cheddar instead of uh, the standard. <sighs> Yeah, like it was like it was like uh, cheddar and jalapeno. I know that you'd groan and grunt. Jalapeno's fine, but it has to be curds. If the curds yeah. are available, otherwise they're disco fries. It was it was very close to disco fries with like all spicy stuff that he was he went with, and everything was in French. Everything was in French. Our waitress barely understood English, and we waited. Yeah, when you get that far east, it gets pretty French. We waited for about a half an hour at the door. And multiple people walked in, and in English asked us how long the wait is. And we said we don't know. They didn't come over to us yet. We don't even really know we're waiting for a table. Yeah, like, we're we're just standing here at this point. We have no fucking clue because every single person is talking in French. Nothing was even remotely close to English, and they took Diners Club. So there. <laughs> And and that was that was an easy experience because she was just like put the thing in. I'm like I know I've 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 seen a thing before, so we did that and then we went out late for drinks to Saint Bach, which yep. was pretty pretty great. I'm still I'm still looking for. I tried to find a a chocolate stout that's as good as I had last year after we went to go see Interpol. I had my favorite beer ever in the states. I mean, favorite beer ever anywhere, but I had it here in the States in New York. And I've been looking for something to usurp it. And I don't really like chocolate, but I love chocolate stout. Or Well, you've, you, you must, you've probably had Aphrodite, haven't you? you can get, I, it's a Quebec beer, but you can get it there for sure. I don't think I actually have. It's a, a judicial, and here it's called Aphrodisiac. But they're not allowed to call it that in America, so it's called Aphrodite. Okay. Uh, and it's you a, don't want sex. No, of course not. Okay. And, and you don't want to mislead someone. I think it's an actual aphrodisiac. Yeah, that that too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I know Ali loves it. Uh, I'll have to yeah, give it a shot. The, the the beer in particular, I don't remember the name of it because I'm just I'm just we're we're rolling sure. without notes yeah. today. But it was a, it was a Mexican chocolate beer, and it was oh. so so good, it was so good. It was the fucking best beer, and it was and it was a limited time beer too. So yeah. Course, I fall in love with the thing. It's only around for a limited time. Yeah, we do a lot of stouts here, so there's probably a few chocolates you can get or bourbon barrel aged. Oh, I did. Get. Everywhere we went, I was constantly just downing stout yeah. everywhere I went because I was like, it's cold. I, it's my favorite kind of beer, and yep. I just want it everywhere in my face. So we, uh, so we went to did that. Um, apparently, people get very angry with garnishes. They kept garnishing what? my stouts. I'm getting that. We, we, what? They kept, they kept garnishing my stout with marshmallows, and I don't eat Weird. marshmallows because I don't eat sweets typically. Uh, again, like, why would I like chocolate stout? And I don't really like sweets, but I just love it. And, yeah, so they kept putting marshmallows as a garnish, and I kept taking them off and putting them on the table like to express my <laughs> distaste for the thing. And the waitress came over and, like, was kind of upset that I did that. And and she took like she took it in her hand and like scurried off with it like as if I had like smashed a baby chick on the table and then like ran away like nursing it like like no 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 we can get this back to life behind the bar it was very weird I don't know I'm assuming you've never seen that before where someone no I haven't yeah oh one of the cocktails I had for the bachelor party had some roasted marshmallows but uh... in it or on it uh, around it 
around. Like it was a, it was on fire, and then you roasted a marshmallow over the flaming cocktail. Oh, okay, sure. All right, just, but yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a marshmallow guy either. And I would probably have done the exact same thing you did, and not given a shit if they sneered at me. I really didn't give a shit either. I yeah. just thought it was funny, and I wanted to mention it because I, I kind of like chuckled about it. Also, because then that waitress left, and they switched to playing nothing but gangster rap for the next two hours. Perfect. And let me tell you, it is really disorienting to be in like a like gastro a brew pub, French brew pub. Like everyone's like white and and you know very uh, hipstery and. And then everyone's listening to gangster rap in Montreal. Very fucking weird. There's a couple of bars in New York that I've been to where I'd be like, yeah, that's totally normal and everything. But that particular bar in that particular like setting was just yeah. really, really weird. Uh, but really fun. We stayed there real late, and we got up somewhat early on Saturday. Or Sunday, sorry. Sunday at this point, where you were getting your shave. Sunday morning, we went to set up the restaurant. And when my parents got there to start helping out, I left to go get a shave because it was in the general vicinity. And uh, so I left instead of going home and back again to get a shave while there and then went back to the uh, restaurant to finish setting up. And then I think Michelle and I went to get grilled cheese, possibly, <laughs> at some new grilled cheese place. We definitely did one day that weekend. Not, o- not only did you get grilled cheese before your wedding, but you also saw the bride before the wedding. Well, yeah, well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we got home and both got dressed together, and then and then hopped in a cab to the wedding. Oh, man. We took a cab to the wedding. I love it. Got there before, got everything else set up, and we were busying ourselves to things like set up toilet paper rolls and assemble the bathrooms and rearrange tables when her dad had to cancel. And uh, yeah, it was all good though. We got everything ready. People started showing up. People started drinking. I started drinking. I didn't get I didn't get that drunk at all the entire night, which is good. What? I, I didn't. You were. Oh no, I wasn't like. I mean, this is a degree of levels here. Like, I'm not saying. Yeah, you. I wasn't. I, I was definitely drunk at one point, but I wasn't really drunk at any point. No, no, no. I was really drunk. At really? One point. Oh, I'm getting to that. I start like also. I, at some point, I was like, oh, I should stop drinking and stop drinking for like an hour, uh, and then starting with gin and tonics, which is sort of the maintain a buzz drink. Yeah. Light, yeah. refreshing. Easy to drink. Crisp, and it'll move you along through the night. Exactly. I was supposed to be at the wedding early. Yes. Because originally the deal was was that Michelle sent me a message about two months before the wedding, and she said, I got the specific whiskey I want to get for Ryan. Can you get it? And I said, of course, Michelle, anything. It's your, you know, you and Ryan getting married. I'm so super excited to go. Anything, I'll do anything. Whatever, what do you need me to get? She told me to get some sort of whiskey for you, and I shit you not, I couldn't I couldn't pay money to get this whiskey. This shit is so hard to get a hand on, like in, in anywhere in this area. Like I tried to find it out in like Pennsylvania. I tried to find anywhere that was any even remotely drivable, and I couldn't find anyone that was even willing to sell me this shit. Mm-hmm. Because it's so fucking um It was some Pappy Van Winkle or something, I I imagine. I don't remember, but Almost I know it was it was it was it was a solid two weeks of sweating bullets of where I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna murder me because no, I just promised she, she her knows it's hard to find. Well, that's what then then I kind of realized that when I said said her, I was like, listen, I've been looking, I can't find this. She's like, no, nah, don't worry about it. It's you know, I I knew it was hard to find anyway. I'm like, oh Jesus fucking Christ! And that's when she said, I want you to get a BB-8. Okay. Boy, the 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 little uh, uh, so people who don't know what I'm talking about, there's Star Wars. There's a a little ball remote control ball robot. 
that you can get who's based on the the actual ball robot from the movie that's coming out in December uh, that I would drive as the the ring bearer we would attach your wedding rings to the robot and it would drive out and surprise you and deliver the rings and this is what we were planning in September to do yeah I, I pieced that together before around that I figured. <laughs> was it, I figured. I was a terribly, terribly well hidden. I but, figured. Uh, I figured that every time someone was like, "Hey, I got a secret," like Dan, from Danny to Michelle to any anybody who sent me a message ahead of time, and they were like, "I got a secret. We're going to do a surprise thing." Most of it kind of fell through in some way or another, yeah. and most of it you figured out like within a day of it happening. And and I was like, okay, so that was I was supposed to be the ring bearer of a sort to, with the robot. So I was going to get to the wedding early. But then that fell through, so Danny sent me a message and said, hey, do you want to go get smoked meat? I was like, yeah, sure, we haven't had breakfast, like, let's go do that. Well, (laughs) we went off trying to get bagels, because apparently Tim and I were trying to do the whole weekend without putting our, like, mitts on cash. Yeah. Because we didn't want to go get cash, because we felt like... We didn't realize that at the bus plate, at the bus station, which was, like, two blocks from our hotel, you could just walk in, and there's a whole shop there where they do exchange, and everything's cool, and it's no big deal. Like, we didn't know where banks were. We didn't know where ATMs were. We didn't know fucking anything. So, so yeah, so we... And also, because apparently you do bagels in Montreal. We do. They're sweet. They are. It's in in honey water. Honey water? What yep. the hell garbage is that? So what is bagel that, should be done? Fruit does corn syrup and water? That's no, what it's I with honey. It Actual honey. Ridiculous. So yeah, you got and also I guess like okay, so the, we got a big hole in the middle. Not like unlike you guys. Not unlike you guys, but you don't. It doesn't seem based on everything I saw that you slice them in half and put cream cheese on them. You can. Most of the people I saw were ripping them up into pieces and then dipping them in cream cheese. That's easier. Really? When you're on the go. I highly disagree. <laughs> considering I've been raised like a human of where you say I like a bagel with cream cheese, please. There's a bit of a schmear, not too much, not too little, just just enough. And they cut the bagel in half, they toast it when it's cut in half, and then they put the you know, butter it or or put cream cheese on it, slap it together, wrap it up, hand it to you in tin foil and then you unwrap the tin foil and you eat it piece by piece holding it with the tin foil so your hands don't get greasy if you're eating with butter or or cheesy if you're eating with cream cheese everyone up there seemingly takes the entire fucking bagel and puts it directly into the toaster no you cut the bagel and have to put it in the toaster I did not see that at all Every, of everyone at the hotel and everywhere we went every time we saw a bagel they were putting the whole fucking bagel in the toaster and then ripping it up and and putting cream cheese on it this is all very strange. Yeah, that's thank you, thank you, good. Because in my my experience is generally I'm never eating bagels at a place. It's usually buying a bag of bagels, and then doing whatever you want to them in your privacy, your own home, like pornography. Okay. Like, so you buy the bagels and you either eat them, you eat a couple fresh in the car with nothing on them because they're warm out of the oven because it's the only way you buy bagels here. Uh, if you're not doing that, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Basically. Thanks. Um. But yeah, like it's, it's, if you're not buying the bagels warm out of the oven, this what's the point? It's, it's a waste of time. Um, they're making them yeah, fresh to the oven 24-7. Like literally any hour of the day, 4 in the morning after the bar, you can go get some bagels to sup with the booze, booze in your stomach. It's great. I don't know why you would do that when poutine exists. But Sometimes you want something lighter. Personal preference. Because you're wrong. 
I don't know. I'm taken. I'm extremely taken with this idea that you can walk in anywhere to any restaurant seemingly and just get French fries with cheese and gravy. And eat. like this is poutine is ev- pretty much everywhere. Poutine is yeah, pretty much I, everywhere. That is that is one of like I I really like lobster and apparently horse, <laughs> but French fries are definitely up there too. So. Yeah, I mean, all in all, I was, I like I said, I, I, I couldn't, at gunpoint, I couldn't tell you the worst meal I ate that weekend. It was all phenomenal. It was so fantastic. And then you continued on by having the most amazing and delicious wedding. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, it's, again, this is all a bit of a blur. Uh, we start off the night by getting hitched, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, but... There, there, was, uh, there was a couple, there was some, like, uh, small appetizers, I think, beforehand, maybe. No, that was after. That was all after. No, the the, the there's ceremony. some drinks beforehand you could have. Yeah, the way I remember it was running into the restaurant, being late, walking in, and everyone had drinks already. Everyone was seated already. Everyone was ready to go, and then you guys started the ceremony like ten minutes later. Yeah. So our friend Will married us, and he was great. He was great. Uh, and then we, yeah, thank you, Will. Uh, and then we ate food. So it was appetizers, which I did not eat any of because I knew it was pizza coming. Uh, which were arancini, uh, meatballs, and some sort of mushroom crostini, I think. Yeah, I had a meatball. Uh, there, there was also caramels that Michelle made on the on the, all the tables that people yeah, snacked I, on. Yeah, I didn't try a single caramel. It's okay, Danny did. Danny, <laughs> Danny devoured them. Danny ate a whole bunch of caramels, and then he turns to me and he goes, "If anyone asks, I'm your best friend, exchange student." Johnny Ho Chi Minh, and then he just kept. <laughs> and he was things. sober. Yeah, he was. Because totally Danny sober. doesn't drink. Danny is the most fucking ridiculous dude you could ever send as our guide to Montreal. He, Tim, I'm not sending him. He insinuated himself into that situation. Tim and I were like hysterically laughing half the time because he's like cracking jokes as we're like going through like all of the minutia of you know getting through the bus and and everything yeah. else to to get to whatever. Uh, he's, he's like, we got to the, we got to a bar and he's like, oh, we're going to get a drink. And I'm like, aren't we, you know, like with the wedding or whatever. He's like, yeah, we'll be fine. Everything's fine. He's like, and we had, we had rabbit and we had, uh, uh, kebabs and we had, a, we had a whole bunch of stuff and, and beers at some English, uh, bar that was not too far away. And it was like a whirlwind like that that danny is like the the true party animal like he is <laughs> he's the sober that, party animal but yes he's the party animal and the whole time no he you know he drank he, he drinks drank he the, drinks slowly and sparsely but yes he, he does drink he drank at the bar with us and and because he, he had some like really crazy drink that he ordered and then like tim and i are like just he like, does like mojitos I, it might have been a mojito like it was a whirlwind like like he was we were the food and drinks and we're running around getting bagels and like, and the whole time he's like, by the way, here's a couple stories from when Ryan and I were kids. Once the school lost power and I had to stay over Ryan's house. And, and like, he, like, it was just like, I don't have the words. I genuinely don't have the words. When I got to the wedding, unbeknownst to you, I had half planned slash written a speech. Okay. Because you had asked people to write speeches, and I felt no. Like I asked. I, uh, we gave people the opportunity to write speeches, should they choose to. Yeah, if we chose to. And I had kind of thought of an idea for a speech that I really liked, because I've been reading a lot of philosophy, and I was like, I, I have a speech, and I kind of have an, I have an idea. And after meeting Danny, I was like, I turn to Danny, I go, Are you going to do a speech? And Danny goes, Oh no, 
no, no. And like Danny clammed up immediately. And I was like, if he's too fucking scared to give a speech, I am fucking done. Like Danny, <laughs> Danny is easily the most gracefully social person I think I've ever met. That you could, it seems like you could insert Danny into any situation, and he could start a party and cause trouble, and everyone would have a great time. Yeah, well, also be like, what is with this guy? Yeah, that too. <laughs> there was a lot of that too, where I was like, what the, what the fuck are you doing? like, especially the. The exchange student, I was like, what the fuck? And I turned to Chris, because now, now Chris became, like, the straight man. Yeah, that's pretty much Chris's oh, role with, hey, like, Daddy, yeah. Daddy's never the straight man. Daddy's yeah. the curly. Chris is an excellent straight man. Yeah. And, Chris, and, and Chris and I were talking about music, because Chris, again, thank you, Chris, uh, for, for doing the music. Chris's music was excellent, and, yep. and he did a good job with everything. And and then Chris introduced me to Sam, who was sitting across from me. Yeah. And and most most of the wedding was basically me and Sam, because I'm assuming Sam is also new to everything. She's, She's newish at this new-ish. point. Yeah. About as new as I am in the sense of, like, actually being socially sure. there in the moment. Yeah, yeah. And I, I felt very good, because like, I, I was like... I, I mean, Sam, really... Sam's hung out with Chris and Danny and I a fair amount, but the rest of them, not at all. Okay. So that yeah that 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 worked out great. So yeah. like normally when you watch a TV show, you wanna you wanna get introduced to that character very early on that doesn't know very much because then you can kind of be like oh yes like tell Sam about what's going on because Sam is new here. Yeah, uh, and that's that's very much I sh- that's how I felt about that. It's just great, really funny, uh, cool to hang out with, and everybody at the table was great. And and yeah. and, and thank you for putting me there, and thank you for inviting me for the, to the wedding. Of course, absolutely wonderful. But then I kind of realized I'm not a mingler. And I'm there wasn't much mingling going on though. Like we had to like I would bounce around a bit, and Michelle would bounce around a bit, but I think people sort of stuck to their tables for the most part. I saw Delaney get up to go to the bathroom and I jumped across half the restaurant because I was like, Hey, <laughs> I know you <laughs> and and we had a very quick conversation while she waited to go to the bathroom. And that was the most I really saw of her. Yeah. I briefly met your mom. And yeah. I really wish I would have been like, I really wish I would have been more bold. Like that's the problem. I, I, I feel like everyone that kind of knew who I was, they came over and they're like, Hey, I kind of know who you are. And I'm like, hi, I also kind of know who you are. Like we have that in common and, and everything was, you know, very nice and, and social and, and, but the, the mingling and introducing myself to people, holy shit. I realized I don't do that very well. Well, like, it's I also thought, the awkward, like, from the internet? <laughs> that No, see, that's it's funny you said that, because the dude that was sitting to my right, uh, that's the, the husband of a lady that knows Michelle, was he was equally out Pete? of his depth. What's that? Pete? I believe so. Bearded guy, oh, no. works at Google. No, 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 the guy across from Pete. The guy looks, the guy looks like a very hand, uh, handsome Andy Circus. Oh, that was probably David. David lives in Ottawa. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I David, like David a lot. David was great because I because the first thing I was like, hey, it's a handsome, handsome Andy Circus. What's going on, buddy? And and he was super nice and uh, really funny. And he, he, he he's known Michelle since they were kids. Okay. He immediately goes, "How do you know Ryan?" And I'm like, "Well, shit, I don't know what to say." <laughs> and, and I said, "Well, from the internet, we do a podcast together. We've been friends for a really long time." And he's like, "From." And like everyone was like, yeah, from the internet. And like everyone was super happy. And like, 
it's like he's like yeah like Danny was like yeah like from the internet and then he goes well wh- how did you meet him like well it's a message board you probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about a twisted monkey and so on and so forth and and then he's like is that related to Penny Arcade and Chris is like yeah Penny Arcade and like and like everyone was just like it was as if I had walked into fucking Cheers everyone <laughs> just knew my name they knew who I was they were super happy to see me and it was fucking amazing and great and then that stark contrast between the table that loved me for being me to like everybody else i was like i don't i don't even want to move now like yeah. i'm so fucking like i had i i ate xanax like m&ms the first time i went to a new york comic convention with you and like and i've gotten i've gotten way better sure since, but i'm just not like i'm not the kind of guy that walks over a table like hi random people i don't know who you are but i'm joey so I felt really bad about that because I wanted to meet more of your family and I wanted to meet everybody. And I really do genuinely feel bad about that uh, until I felt bad about nothing because I feel that the waitress that was in charge of our table uh, had a vendetta against me. What? Because I didn't have a drink and Danny didn't have a drink because Danny doesn't drink or at least he wasn't drinking then. He asked for a Coke as he tends to do. Yeah. And she turned to me and she said, what do you want, red wine? I said, "I, if you have it at hand, I don't care. I really don't care. I'll drink anything. And she's like, well, there's a whole bar. You can get up and get whatever you want or whatever. Like, not, not in a bad way. It was just like, yeah. you know, like oh, yeah, feel free, you know, feel free. Have a good time. Like, Go, play. Have a good time. I was like, I don't, I don't want to move them. I'm being weird right now. I'm not super social. So I was like, just, you know, and everybody's like being really nice. So I was like, just pour a glass of wine. That was either a level of service I am just not used to or or she really had some sort of vendetta against me because she served me easily two bottles of wine that <laughs> night. No, uh, she, it, she was being friendly. She wasn't oh, being... My God. And that, that was before Tim showed up and then Tim showed up and he's like, we're getting beers! Like, we're <laughs> drinking! And, and that I... By the time you and I were taking pictures at the end of the night, I was easily the most drunk I've been in years. You didn't seem that bad. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good at it. I'm good at that apparently. And I think anyone and everyone involved with putting us in the car with Danny and I forget her name and I feel like a dick. Uh, but the the photographer, Ava. she was super, Ava, super nice. Yeah. Thank you. You bring us home because I got in the car. I sat down in the car and it all hit me once and I was like. I basically turned into the person that was going to lick the window of the car to, like, see what the temperature was outside. Like, I was so, so drunk. We got back to the hotel room, and I was so, so drunk. I sat in a chair. I passed out. I didn't set an alarm. I didn't do anything. And we had to leave on the bus 8 o'clock in the morning. And it was now, like, 2 o'clock at night. So, anyways, going back to your wedding, we had pizza. We had... Yeah, we had assorted pizzas. Assorted pizza, all which were amazing yeah i had i had i had all night the only food i ate was one slice of each pizza except for the crazy mushroom one yes yeah, so I had, I had five slices of pizza no appetizers oh i had one of the salads i had the uh, market salad yeah the salad yeah yeah i didn't have any of the 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 uh, caprese salad i didn't have any of the uh calamari uh, although i heard both were excellent i was like i need to save room for pizza i know there's stuff coming afterwards but i was still super full by the time midnight rolled around and the hot dogs and poutine rolled out. I was extremely full. I had a little bit of everything, including because you even yelled at me. <laughs> Hawaiian pizza. Yep. And you're right. I have had the wrong Hawaiian pizza 
repeatedly for the last 31 now now 31 years of my life so so if you ever have a chance to eat hawaiian pizza uh go to canada they do it correctly well at least go to the Gemma. yeah yeah most of the bits like domino's hawaiian pizza is domino's hawaiian pizza wherever you are no, no, I've had, like, New Jersey, like, I've, I've had Hawaiian pizza at good pizzerias, yeah. and I still fucking hate it. It's still gross. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like the mixture of everything. But their Hawaiian pizza was, uh, I would eat it again, and that is the highest praise I can give to Hawaiian pizza. Absolute highest praise. Good. So then, uh, so yeah, then you guys brought out uh, hot dogs, which were... I didn't have any of those. What were they? <laughs> Mortadella hot dogs. Mortadella hot dogs. Because the, the, the Gemma, the restaurant, is opening a, uh, a cast croute, as we call it, which is a, like fries and hot dogs and burgers kind of joint. Mm-hmm. A fancy one. And one of the things is the mortadella hot dog. Yeah, because Tim, Tim came over and was like, these are made out of something special. I'm eating a whole bunch of them. These are great. He was he was just so happy to be involved and so happy to be there and and like I I, I was so scared that Tim would have a bad time and he just was so happy he awesome. had such a great time and your and like especially your wedding he was like he's like this was fucking great he's like everything about it was great he's like even the beer he was he like the, the beer that they were serving him he's like this beer is great All yeah they food. have a good beer selection it's amazing yeah and and so he yeah he had a great time I had a great time everything was fantastic. Yeah, it seems to be the consensus. We were pretty happy that everyone had an awesome time at our wedding. Yeah. Like, everyone to a man was like, there was so much food, and, like, it, it, it was a party. We had a party that was prefaced by us getting hitched. And then we had a big party with everyone, and it was great. Classifying it as a party alone, it was the best party I've ever been to, hands down. Good. Excellent. Yeah. I was happy to hear these things. Yeah, no. I, 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 I know I am a creature of hyperbole. <laughs> But I, we I, all are I, these days. Yeah, yeah, I know it, it is the link baity way. Yeah, but I know I, 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 everything about it. I was, I'm just so, so glad to be involved. So glad to be there. So glad. I, everything was amazing. Everything was Good. amazing. I'm, I'm glad to get to hear all this your side of things because, again, like I said, my side is all a blur. <laughs> like I know I was busy doing stuff constantly, which is why we didn't end up hanging out at all on Saturday, even though it would have been nice. But like I just couldn't. Well, like no, I, 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 I don't I don't know what I was doing, but whatever I was doing, I was doing a lot of it. Like, like, let's say like Tim and I, the first thing that we were when we got up, it was not like get food. It was not like any. Really, we had no worries once we were there. Yeah. It was more on the lines of how can we help you two? So like and, we like it was since it was a, such a small wedding, it, it wasn't a lot yeah. to do. Like we had we had to put some place settings in. It was all done by eleven. Still, yeah, yeah. even a small wedding is still crazy. So, I mean, and, and we forgot the rings. We had to go run. Someone had to go run and grab the rings for us. And I felt personally responsible because <laughs> I was supposed to be in charge of that. I, no, I really. I, I even you weren't. Said, you weren't at all. Like Tim, Tim goes, "What happened?" He goes, "Like, did everything go well?" I said, "Everything went well, except for the robot didn't bring out the rings." And he's like, "You motherfucker!" He's like, "That's your fault." I'm like, "I know, I know," but I paid dearly for my mistake the next morning because I woke up at four o'clock in the morning, maybe five o'clock. I don't entirely know. And I did not feel well at all. Sure. I wasn't I, feeling great the next day. I had, we had a brunch the next day and I was like, I'm not eating much of this. I had way too much to eat and I had an exceptional amount to drink. And so Tim goes, Hey man, we got to get up and pack everything. So I throw everything in my suitcase. I got everything basically put together and now we have to walk two blocks from our hotel to the bus station, get on the bus, and go home. Very straightforward, very simple. It's even downhill. Even downhill. 
we're about 15 minutes from leaving and i said i gotta go to the bathroom tim i gotta you know use it before we uh uh get out of here um uh so i'm gonna go check out real quick and i did and i walked downstairs i handed them the key and everything for the room or no i no no sorry sorry i apologize it was i'm, I'm gonna go to the bathroom and then i'm gonna check out i walked in the bathroom and my stomach just goes nope <laughs> and i've been there uh, uh, I don't know if it's a trigger warning or, or what I should preface this with, but holy not for emetophobes. Yeah, I puked for a solid ten minutes. It was horrendous. It was one of the most violent, excruciating episodes of vomiting <laughs> I've ever had in my life. It was really like someone just like cranked the pressure up to eleven and just was just like everything out. I was white. Just solid white. And you're pretty white to begin with. I'm pretty white to begin with. I have a picture of this, of us sitting on the bus, where I, I got a little bit of color back. And even that, it really looks like I'm wearing lipstick because my whole face and skin and everything is just solid white. And my lips are extremely bright red and chapped and, and, and everything from whoring up most of what I assume uh, went into my body the night before. Uh, walk down, stumble down the stairs to the front desk, handed them everything and the lady just looks at me like get the fuck out of here <laughs> like it is yeah. very clear i'm doing fairly poorly and this lady does not want me standing with all the people eating breakfast in the lobby and and i left the hotel i have no idea how i looked i had no idea how i smelled at this point i assume it was all terrible and terrifying uh walked with tim shambled really with tim and every uh, tim was a champ every five steps he was like are you okay do you need me to help you are you right everything all right we get to the bus station i basically laid down on my luggage and was like wake me up when i have to move Mm -hmm. because he's like do you want to get he's like we were planning on getting breakfast or something before and i was like nothing no eating no drinking no nothing don't even i I don't want anything i was like just leave me leave the fuck alone leave me here to die and uh and so we get on the bus and I sit in the seat and I slump down on the seat and I put my hood up over my face because I'm wearing a hoodie, obviously. Of course. And, uh, and I texted you where I tried to text you, I think, and said like, we're on the bus and everything. Cause you were now planning to go to the brunch that you guys were doing mm-hmm. about a second later, the bus driver gets on the bus, turns on the, uh, uh, intercom, whatever the loudspeaker, whatever it is, and goes, "Hello, everybody!" <laughs> and this guy cracked jokes pretty much solid straight from fucking Montreal all the way into New York, uh, upstate New York. This dude was on fire. He was the funniest fucking bus driver. I, I don't even, I don't even know if that's something I need to qualify. Like this guy was, this guy was ridiculous. And also, we were the express bus because they had filled up so many people on the other bus, on on the bus in general. They broke us up into people that needed to transfer and people that are going straight sure. right the fuck down to New York City, which was basically us. So we got to go on the express bus, and the guy turns around and goes, "I usually feel like having breakfast around ten o'clock. Maybe stop, have a coffee, maybe grab a bagel. What do you guys feel like doing?" <laughs> I didn't know he was serious. He fucking was. He <laughs> totally was. We stopped at a Dunkin' Donuts, and he's just like, yeah, let's uh, fucking Dunkin' Donuts. I have never seen a look quite like the look I got when I was the first person off the bus into the Dunkin' Donuts to go grab some coffee and donuts and stuff for Tim, because I figured I'd grab a donut or whatever just yeah. to look at, because I was so fucking sick still. And the lady looks at me and then looks up over me at the 
crowd disgorging from the bus behind me. And the look I got from her was just, uh, again, like it was, it was a very, very weekend of lots of looks I've never gotten before. <laughs> and, and that was certainly one of them just like, uh, kind of, I hate you. Uh, but also I'm going to murder you a little bit, of, a little bit of that mixed in there. Uh, especially too, because a lot of people didn't have American currency, uh, and man, oh man, they were happy to deal with that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but all in all, we got back safe. Um, we had a great time. Uh, we, we, um, slept a lot on the bus right back. I can imagine. Uh, yeah. It was, uh, painful. Uh, but then once uh, once I got back into the states, I, I sent you know I sent you a text message thanking you, and uh, I guess you were at the the brunch. How was the brunch? Um, fine. <laughs> I didn't eat much because I was hungover, but I had some like it was it had uh, bagels and cream cheese and croissants and pastries and uh, those those like little sandwiches with the crust cut off and like tuna salad or egg salad inside. Number. Oh, oh, tuna salad, egg salad, okay. Um, and and the the Jewish family, Michelle's, are all very excited. Uh, <laughs> Jewish, like I think she called them Jewish party sandwiches. Um, Jewish party sandwiches. I love it. Yeah. No, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I've had them at lots of parties. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so I, I I ate a little bit and uh, didn't. So mostly just sat down, did nothing because that's all I could manage to do. I was never sick, which is a staff of my a, a good thing for me, but. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was it was fine. We, in the morning, we the family came over. Like uh, my family came, the, the Michelle's family from out of town came over. Uh, some friends came over. We always had brunch and talked and hung out. And everyone seemed to be like, "Oh, the wedding was so good." Blah blah blah. And again, it was nice to hear. Uh, but yeah, nice low key, calm thing in some like party room at a condo somewhere. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty chill. Danny was weird as usual, but we in his weird, charming way. I, w- I would never describe Danny as weird. <laughs> I would describe him as charming, certainly. Yeah. I would describe him as a rogue element, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a sort of the Charlie of our group, in yes. a way. <laughs> which, which, is, which is funny, because I brought the Mac of our group, <laughs> and they got along great. Yep. So... So yeah, I mean, any any closing remarks before we go? We Not really. Mar- married life, feel, because we were together for so long. Married life so far feels quite similar to non-married life. Mm-hmm. I've already, I've, I've still only saying wife about fifty percent of the time. <laughs> getting used to it. I'm getting used to wearing the ring, and now it feels weird when it's not on. But uh, but yeah, it was good. It's, it was a fun time. Uh, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's it, the thing is like we were together for years and had like we're essentially married in spirit and now we're just married officially. So it is like there's not a huge state change, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and like last on Sunday after we got back from Mexico, which is our honeymoon in Mexico, um, yes. we went to see John Mulaney, and he had this bit about uh, he was also recently married uh, as to a to a older bossy Jew. Um, <laughs> his words. Wow. His, his words. Okay. Um, right, okay. His words, but like they're they're apt. Um, and like so, Michelle and I were dying laughing because it was all like it was very close to home. He as he's he's he's, he's a nominally a Catholic but a practicing atheist. Like he's an atheist. She's a Jew. Uh, they get married by a friend <laughs> at a random place. Like it was like all like it was all mirroring our thing exactly, and it was all very funny. And we all were just dying because of how perfectly appropriate it was to our recently changed situation and yeah so it was a, that was a nice way to sort of cap the wedding 
and post-wedding experiences, John Mulaney really joking about us <laughs> through his through his lens of himself, which is very similar to our situation. But yeah, and and, and and now it's rest our weeks. We get to eat more food. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we help. roll. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and we had Thanksgiving yesterday because my mom loves to cook a turkey, and getting a chance to an actual Thanksgiving, so we had Thanksgiving on a Tuesday. I'm all for it. But yeah, that was good. Yeah. The 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 closing remark that I have is that I I didn't finish writing it and I feel bad and I felt like I probably should have given a speech but then again I, I really didn't know I think the there was there why... was one one and a half speeches or something there was no real speeches so don't don't feel too bad yeah yeah I I, I had a point that I wanted to make and I felt like maybe it, your wedding wasn't the place to make a point <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I don't I don't remember it. Because again, the other thing too is like doing it off of memory. Because like sitting there and writing it and 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 then memorizing it is always hard. But the overall point was, um, I, I want to talk about that I was your friend from the internet, and that like most people from the internet, I spend most of my time thinking about not really doing anything in particular, and that's because doing something is really hard to do. Yep. And we all gathered at your wedding to celebrate you know, your union, Michelle and Ryan, uh, and your love was enough to inspire us all to put down our phones, stop watching whatever TV we were watching, uh, don clothing that was stylish and sensible, uh, and travel anywhere between like a few blocks and a few thousand kilometers, uh, to be a part of what was a very exclusive event. And, that's really something to honor and and to uh i guess exalt you know we we instead of doing nothing we did something because of your love because of the love you have for michelle and the love that she has for you and and that got me thinking about how ever since i met you you've always been trying to get me to do things you said you know check out this tv show be yourself read more terry pratchett don't be a jerk finish writing your fucking book uh grow up and get past being cool uh, edit the podcast and and you've always you know it's been a decade and you've, you're always trying to get me to do something like it's the point of where I actually think that you'd prefer that I do something instead of doing nothing well yeah of course and and th- I, I wanted to make the point that your wedding was a formative like your your wedding was an experience an inspiring experience or or a formative experience for us all to realize that the things that we cherish and the things that we do and the love that we have and and who we choose to love and how we choose to love people ultimately inspires others and shapes others in ways that gets them to do something instead of doing nothing it can make them good uh good people it can make them do good things it can make them want to be better make them want to be good and i then that's where i i you know I, I didn't really know how to finish all of that without sure uh, without a, um, I don't know, like being preachy, I guess, because uh, I, I certainly had a you know a bunch of uh, quotes and uh, other things that I could have worked in there, uh, and I just didn't really find the right thing to say, and I didn't really uh, know the right way to say it, so I still don't have the right way to say it, uh, which is I think surprising to a lot of people that I, I I don't always know the right thing to say or don't always know the right thing to write, um, despite wanting to be a writer and trying to be a writer for many years. Uh, I, I haven't had a lot of experience in practice with uh, expressing my emotions, and but I, I, I don't know. I, that's what I, I tried to. Hopefully, I, maybe I got a little bit of something across just now. You did, yeah. So 
Thank you. Thank you for making me a part of the whole thing. And thank you to all of our listeners, always, uh, for listening to what probably is at least fucking two hours. I don't even know how long this has been. So no notes. No <laughs> notes. And tele affiliates were run along. So, um, yeah. So this has been Internet Boyfriends. Yep. Uh, and I'm Joey. You can find me on Twitter, uh, at Joey Hefflick. And with me, as always, is... Ryan, at Gobo on Twitter. And you can find us together on Twitter, at... Internet, uh, Internet BFs. BFs, which apparently I don't manage at all because I released an episode while you were in Mexico and people, I think, tweeted at it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, I don't fucking know. <laughs> so so maybe that maybe that's not the best way to get in contact with me. But but yeah, there's always Facebook and there's always other things. Yep. So um, so thanks for listening as always. And until next time, we love you all. Yep. Take care. <laughs>